and welcome back. This is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to drink number four of business, baseball, and bourbon. Thanks for checking back a week later, and I'm excited to actually be offering up a podcast a week apart. That is the goal. So uh, nothing like the Graham Sessions to get me excited to uh, kick my butt in the gear and to actually bring you back-to-back podcasts and be bringing you one in another week also. So um, just a couple of highlights of what we'll be talking about today. The focus will definitely be Graham Sessions 2016 and uh, going to be finishing up uh, with an interview by Mike Eisenhart, physical therapist out of New Jersey, and I'm really excited to uh, to uh, give him time to get the word out there about what he's doing because I really believe in what he's doing, and Mike's got a great vision and a bigger vision than probably anybody else you've ever spoken to uh, regarding physical therapy. So I love talking to Mike because he gets me ins- inspired thinking about the future of what we have to offer. But, of course, first we know there is a little baseball and bourbon to deal with. So, as I like to say, this time of year, January, February, no news is good news. As I updated you all last time, we had the uh, had the three big signings uh, for my San Francisco Giants. And, of course, whether you listen to this podcast or not, you do know it's an even year. And so we will um, be referring to the San Francisco Giants from here forward as the World Series champion. San Francisco Giants, of course, because it is 2016. So um, big news coming up is spring training in March down in Scottsdale, and always looking forward to that. So we'll be talking more about that in the future. It is still January, so we're going to stick with the bourbon drink of the month as the old-fashioned. And again, I urge you to start making those at home, or again, your friendly neighborhood bartender can make you up a a great old-fashioned Just make sure there's none of those uh, red cherries with the red dye number 38 in there uh, muddled into the bottom. Any good old-fashioned just has a good uh, uh, orange rind in there. So uh, enjoy your old-fashioned. And again, if you're looking for a recipe, head over to liquor.com, L-I-Q-U-O-R.com. Search old-fashioned, and the first couple of hits will do you well. As you'll see, you only need three or four ingredients to make a great old-fashioned. So get one this month. So let's talk about Gram Sessions 2016. About, um, what, I'd say about 120 physical therapists got together in Phoenix this year. And all walks of physical therapy life from academia to private practice to acute care to everything in between that you could possibly think of. And what I really enjoyed this year was the um, number of uh, uh, new grads. Uh, they like to refer to themselves as fresh PT, so maybe out six months a year at most, uh, and students there. And they were involved this year, and they engaged, and they spoke. And it was really good to have that perspective. And what's really the value of Graham Sessions is having the talks and then getting the perspectives from all sides and really hearing discussions and arguments and uh, having them involved in the discussion is key because let's face it people most of the things we're talking about in the future of physical therapy it's going to be acted upon and it's going to be done by these new pts um, we all know how slow healthcare moves and guys like me that have been out 24 years we're not going to see a lot of the change um, in our careers that we know need to occur 
and it's actually going to be these fresh PTs and even the DPT students that are going to be bringing about and actually acting on the change. So they have to be involved in the conversation, and um, they've got great feedback, and they've got great ideas, as we heard from the group. And, you know, I like their ideas. I like where they're coming from. I like their egos. I like all of it. So um, I think it's going to be great for our future. So it was great to see them all involved. Graham Sessions 2016. My two takeaways from Graham Sessions um, are really, number one was the question arose, and I kept defaulting to myself as discussion went on, is who is our competition? And it was great because the opening session that was moderated by Mike Eisenhart, who again will be interviewed at the end of this podcast, um, really got to that is who is our competition? And um, my business partner, Sturdy McKee, was on there. And as Sturdy points out really well and really drives home and is a big believer in, is only about, depending on what numbers you look at, only 3 to 7% of the people that make it into the healthcare system, so make it to their GP, or actually get into the system for low back pain. Only three to seven percent even find physical therapy. So, if we are out there believing our competition is the physical therapist across the street, or the physical therapist in our community, or other physical therapists throughout the country, then we're we're setting ourselves up for failure because our competition is not the other physical therapist. Because, again, if we only increase that number, that 7%, let's say, to 14%, to 20%, there will be an overwhelming demand for physical therapy, and every physical therapist within this uh, country will be busy with just low back pain patients alone. So that who's our competition um, is really an important question to always keep in your mind as you're moving forward in physical therapy. Uh, The second takeaway from Graham Sessions 2016 was this idea of, I guess we could kind of default to the term population health. How do we serve a greater good? How do we serve most of the people? And really what it is, it's it's this idea of exercise as medicine. Mike Eisenhart hit on it at Graham Session. Mike Riley Jr. from St. Louis hit on it at Graham Session. And Ali Shoes out of Seattle hit on it from Graham Sessions. And I definitely plan on having Mike Riley Jr. Um, doing an interview with him and letting him share his thoughts and ideas. And I will be reaching out to Ali and really letting these people who have, who have done a lot of um, research, shall we say, into how to better serve these large populations, Ali spoke about exercise as medicine for the Alzheimer's um, group and how we can affect them in a positive manner. And it was a very inspiring talk that really got me thinking. Mike Riley Jr. Um, is actually pushing business forward and already dealing with this. And, of course, Mike Eisenhart um, has always got a huge vision that he's acting upon in New Jersey and really trying to be a leader and get other people inspired and involved to to approach this uh, population health approach, whether it's diabetes or heart disease. So those were the two big take-homes from Graham Sessions. And really, as I thought about them going into this podcast, I was thinking, if we think about who's our competition, and then we look at the population health side, really the who's our competition goes to the wayside because we'd be serving so many people and so many different levels of physical therapy that um, that it just wipes out that uh, that question of who's our 
who's our competition. So again, a great, uh, great conversations at Graham Sessions 2016. Uh, kudos to Steve Anderson and his group uh, for putting together a great group of people to, uh, to meet for a day and a half and a great venue again in Phoenix, Arizona. So thanks to Steve. So, um, again, I, I believe I led into that. We're going to have Mike Riley jr. On, uh, to follow up. And then I will be searching out, um, Ali shoes to, uh, talk a little bit about what she spoke about because this stuff is, is really important and it needs to get out to everybody and it needs to get in your mind and it needs to sit in there and you need to be considering this stuff when you think about what is the physical therapist role in healthcare and what solutions do we bring to the game because they're far greater. Those three are thinking way bigger than, than the majority of our profession. So I'm inspired by them. I enjoy listening to them and I want to bring in to everybody else. So on that note, I will give way to, um, the interview with Mike Eisenhart. I thank you all for listening and make sure and tune in for drink number five next week when I'll be bringing you Mike Riley. So without further ado, Mike Eisenhart. Thanks all. Bye-bye. the uh, great visionaries and great thinkers and someone I consider a mentor and Mike Eisenhart here. So we're going to open this up and just basically ask Mike, Mike, we throw the word value around a lot in, um, over the last couple days and in our discussions of healthcare. So where do you see the value of the physical therapist in healthcare of the future? All right. Thanks, Jerry. Um, so yeah, so I think the, the first thing we have to think about is when it comes to value is, well, how do you define it to yourself, right? What's the context? So the quick version, I think, is some people define value as, as dollars, right? Like to, to value something, valuation, how much, how much is a, you know, the dollar value? Um, the other side of the equation, of course, is, is impact, right? Like what's the, the value to the, the customer? What's the impact that we're having? How are we making a difference? And, uh, and so I think that, that that one is the one where the real opportunity lies, right? So, so profits follow uh, amazing experiences, uh, you know, and customer experiences, and I'm on board with that 100%. And I think that when we really look at it, the value uh, that we can offer is really at the population level. So we have to look at the population, and I'm, and I'm totally, you know, stoked about the fact that when we're at these sessions, we hear people talking about pop health and, and looking at it, uh, you know, with a little bit of a broader lens. Um, so when we look at the population, you know, you, you have to think about where, where do people you know, where, where do they stand? You know, you have a, a ton of people um, with chronic disease or health risk, right? I mean, it is the majority. It's going to kill almost all of us statistically. Um, you know, millions and millions and millions of, uh, of Americans are, are dealing with it. And there are sort of many forms of pre-chronic disease, right? Whether thinking pre-hypertension, pre-diabetes, like whatever. Um, but the reality is, is that there's, uh, you know, the majority of the population. I mean, you could make an argument that there truly are or won't be in the very near future any healthy Americans, like that they won't even exist. You know, when you see diabetes happening uh, at a young age, and, and there are some people who will make the argument with, with decent uh, backing that heart disease is, is being found in, in the most, you know, the very young, um, we've got to look at the fact that that is the, the real battle we're fighting. So if that's the battle we're fighting, that's where the value is, because that's where the population is, right? That's where the need is. And so if we're going to think value in terms of greatest impact, that's where we have to be. So I, I try to line it up and think about it in terms of kind of stages of health, um, you know, the first stage being kind of the environment, you know, are, are we doing things creating a healthy environment so that 
you know, disease and risk don't happen at all. Uh, there are not a lot of physical therapists doing that. There's a huge need, right? Walkable communities. Um, I know uh, Chris Hines in Michigan has doing some cool stuff there. And, and, and I mean, that is a guy who, if you're not following, you should be, um, because he's, he's thinking very, very big. You, know, you have healthy people. Um, there are not as many, as I said, as, as we might like to believe, but there are definitely PTs who are in fitness and, and wellness. And, and you know, I got to sit on a panel here, Graham, this year with, with some folks who are doing that. Um, and, and that was super cool. Um, you know, David McHenry and Sturdy McGee and, and, you know, that, that was kind of cool that, you know, those guys are thinking about it that way. Um, then you have this huge population, right? At the at risk population, um, or the slightly impaired, you know, they don't have a full blown disease. They're not having an acute episode. Um, that is where I think our greatest value is, uh, the at risk population. And there are very few people doing that. Um, you know, I know Nicole Stout does work here, uh, you know, in, in, in perspective surveillance and, and some of those ideas of capturing people at, at risk and then helping them. So if PTs could get on board there, um, we would have massive value. We spend most of our time with acute episodes. If you kind of look at it, there are a ton of PTs doing acute episodic care. Um, but really, people are not in acute episodes that often. And so if, if you're not in that, you know, that area, but you have a lot of PTs doing it, um, there's not a ton of value. Uh, or at least not as much as there could be elsewhere. And then, of course, there's chronic disease management and end-of-life care. Um, you know, most Americans are going to face chronic disease, so we need to do that. So, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm sticking the value piece. And, and I, you know, in, in my little initiative this year is, is I'm trying to get us thinking about that. So, so here's what I'm proposing, and it's a challenge to all of the PT community. Um, let's set a, a world record, uh, literally a Guinness world record, um, about the thing that we you know, claim to know the most about, and that is exercise and physical activity and wellness um, and health. Uh, let's stop focusing on health care and where our value is and start getting to health, right? Let's start making our value proposition about keeping people healthy, getting people healthy and keeping them there and preventing illness in the first place. So that's where we came up with this concept of free the yoke. And, uh, and that is really where most of, uh, you know, sort of the thought resources these days for me, at least are going because I think that we can do it, right? So I've kind of assembled a, a really cool group of people who are kind of chipping in and, and, and helping out. Um, and we're trying to design a bike ride, uh, a relay bike ride from San Francisco to the East Coast, um, probably ending in New Jersey, in my home state of New Jersey, um, and, and try to go from PT clinic to PT clinic in 50-mile segments. And if we can get 300 riders, whether they be PTs, patients, communities, friends, if we can get 300 riders to complete that ride, we will own the record for the largest bike relay in the world. Uh, it's currently held by a municipality in China. And so I think that we can take that down and we can own it. And in the process, we can put the light on PT as a group of people who get people active, keep people active, and in the process, prevent and cure disease. And that's really where the opportunity lies. The opportunity is not only in the fact that we can take pain away. We can do that. It's a huge opportunity. But the fact that we can prevent and cure disease through our interventions, uh, physical activity and exercise being primary among them. So free the yoke, F-R-E-E-T-H-E-Y-O-K-E, yoke as in burden, as in beast of burden that chronic disease and, and illness is. Hundreds of millions of dollars a year, the beast of burden that we all wear, and something that if we can free ourselves of, we can give our kids and, and the next generation you know, a, a world that's a whole lot better. So free the yoke uh, on Twitter or freetheyoke.com, and, uh, and that's where our value is. And hopefully we can draw some attention to it and get more PTs thinking about risk management and risk-adjusted models, uh, and then we can you know, maybe make some, some serious change. Awesome, Mike. So definitely some out-of-the-box forward-thinking thoughts. I have one follow-up for you, and so we can bring this into the real... I, everything you said is the real world, but just so people can gra really put their heads around this. So Mike Riley Jr. is talking um, 
about the same things and talking about, he gave this great example of the low back pain patient who shows up in your clinic, who basically is lucky, or sorry, he shows up in your clinic because he was shoveling snow and hurt his back. Then when you do the history, you realize he should be dead from a heart attack. So really, shouldn't the approach, and Mike's, Mike Jr. is saying, let's step back and look at what we could have done before. So can you just address that a little bit on that case example, if you don't mind? Yeah, so I, I love that example, and I think that that's exactly you know uh, where we need to be spending our time, right? So this person who has multiple risk factors, you know, the typical kind of uh, average American male who's probably carrying 25 extra pounds around his midsection, his blood pressure's going up, his blood sugar's a little off, he's probably got higher triglycerides than he should. Um, you know, maybe not getting much sleep at night or, or, or has some stress because of the job, whatever it is, you take that kind of bundle of risk factors and you put it together. And that is a heart that is going to fail at some point. It might fail shoveling snow. It might fail as the person ages, but the principal way to lower that person's risk, uh, is, you know, is in all the interventions that we now can do. Right. And so, so as a, as a PT, our number one thing, of course, we want to take this person out of acute pain. And maybe that's why they got into our door in the first place. Um, and, and of course, I want to change that altogether. I want them to come to us with their risks before the episode. But if they're there, if they're standing there, and that's where most of our providers are, not only do we have a responsibility you know, um, to do this as a medical professional, uh, you know, health professional, um, but we have a huge opportunity because those are skilled needs that that person needs. That person needs to understand exercise dosing. They need to understand how to take that 25 pounds off their frame. They need to understand that that will lower their blood pressure. And quite honestly, they need to understand that when we do that as physical therapists and we get them to the point where they are seeing health gains, that we're going to send them back to their physician to get off their medications. And so they can free that burden. So we can say, look, you've, you've changed your life now. And guess what? Your blood pressure is now going to be too low because we've got you healthy and that's what health does. Health does amazing things. And, and, and we as PTs have those keys, right? We have the keys to that car. We can, we can drive that thing, but, but we've got to all start thinking about that way. So, I mean, I, Mike did a great job. I mean, Mike Jr. Nailed it as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's a guy that, again, if you're not watching, those are, those are big ideas and, and big concepts, but they're, they're real. And that's where, that's where our opportunity lies. If we keep that person healthy or get them healthy, or if nothing else, show society that we can, um, then we become the, the point of entry and the point of care. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that, you know, I'll just close it on this. You know, the size of that opportunity is bigger than we can even imagine. And that's the part that I think is the hardest for, for us as PTs, that we're, we're thinking about this idea. And, and the truth is we're, we're handling, you know, Sturdy did a great job, you know, sort of showing this at, at this session that, you know, we're dealing with anywhere from 3 to maybe 5% of the opportunity. You know, that means 95% of the opportunity is getting away from us. I mean, that is maddening to think about how big that is. I mean, even if we doubled or tripled what we are currently touching in, in the health realm, we're still only making, barely making inroads. You know, maybe we're doing 15% at that point. What would happen for our profession if we were doing 30% or 40%? Oh my gosh, like, we, you know, we would be exploding. So I think that's what we have. That's the opportunity. The size of it and the scope of the opportunity is massive, but we've got to do something to start with. And the first thing that I think we need to do is, is, is wave that flag to, you know, that we can. Um, and that helps by, you know, it starts with us getting into, into the community and, and talking to people and, and making sure that that message goes forward. Awesome, Mike. Thank you. I always look forward to coming to these things and getting face to face with you. And I'm looking forward to that bike ride. Thank you very much. 